Hello, everyone. Welcome to the Happy Buildings Make More Money podcast on the Rosenberg and Estes Podcast Network. I'm your host, Adam Lindenbaum. I've been a real estate litigator, deal maker, investor, and student of real estate in New York and New Jersey for approximately 20 years. I'm a member of Rosenberg and Estes PC in New York, which is a full service law firm uh, in real estate, having attorneys, about 90 attorneys. And uh, we practice across various departments of all areas of law affecting real estate uh, in any way tangential or directly related to real estate. Uh, on this podcast, we're introducing you to some of the key players that I have met over the years that I've had the privilege of representing. Uh, I love how each of my clients has charted his or her own individual path to success in this business. Everyone has some kind of secret sauce that has uh, contributed to their success. Many are reluctant to share the recipe, but a good pa uh, podcast will hopefully uh, give you a little taste. And my own personal wish in doing these interviews is that uh, they'll reveal one of the secrets to success in real estate is having a, a rich and trusted relationship uh, between attorney and client. Uh, we heard a lot uh, from you uh, after the drop of the first episode uh, that I recorded with Brian Milberg of the Cytex Group. Uh, a lot of great feedback was received from current clients and, and friends of Brian and I's who we didn't even know were clients. So we're glad you're listening and encourage you all to check out that podcast uh, after enjoying today's episode. My guest today with us is Patricia Dunphy. Uh, Patricia is a well-known professional in the New York real estate world. She is the Senior Vice President of Rock Rose Development as Head of Commercial Acquisitions and Leasing for their residential and mixed-use development in Manhattan, Brooklyn, and uh, of course, their very well-known development of the Long Island City neighborhood of Queens. Uh, Patricia is the Chair of the Long Island City Partnership, and uh, I'm honored to have Patricia as my guest because we have been working together for all 10 years that I've been at Rosenberg and Estes. Uh, Patricia is a longtime client of our late partner, uh, Warren Estes, a blessed memory who we lost about one year ago. And uh, Rock Rose has been the kind of formidable real estate firm that I have uh, cherished to come to represent at r and &E. And I, I think I can speak for Patricia when I say that you know, we both carry forward Warren's guidance in, in both of our practice every day in handling our legal matters. And uh, I think we both miss, miss him both greatly. So, uh, well, I thank Patricia for, for joining me today. Welcome. Hi, thank you very much, Adam. Nice to see you. Nice to see, to see you. You. Yeah. Uh, you. You know, I, I, I like learning about my clients that we didn't speak too much before this. You know, we speak almost every day. But, uh, I, you know, I don't know all the origin story. And right before we, we got on, you told me that, you know, you, you were feeling confident about going into this because you, you've, you've won some awards for, for the, the moth, right? Yeah, the moth story hour. Yeah, I won one, I guess, last February and then one again this January. Uh, where did you, know. you perform those? Hmm? Where did you perform those? Oh, so it, it, in Soho. At, it's at the Housing Works. And um, you go, you put your name in a hat, and then if they pick your name, you go up and they have a topic, and then you talk for five minutes on it. So it's fun. I did one on real estate. I didn't win that time, though. <laughs> well, you're, you're, you're so full of skill, and uh, I'm, I'm not surprised to hear that you excelled in that also. But, but t tell our audience, you know, about how you, you began in real estate. Well, I actually got into real estate. Um, when I got out of college, I went out to San Francisco. I was going to go to Golden Gate University Law School. 
it was the only law school I was accepted at. I applied to a few. I didn't have very great uh, law boards. And um, they were taking women in. So I went. So I was going out there to go to law school. And um, I just I just was tired. I never had any money. I was tired of being poor. You know, I was struggling, working as a waitress, putting myself through school. And so I decided to put it off. And then I went ahead and got my real estate license. And I started to sell homes in Marin County, which is just north of San Francisco. And that's how I got started in real estate. Yeah. I studied philosophy in college. So... With a philosophy degree, there's uh, not a whole lot of things you can go into unless you're going to become a professor. Yeah, unlimited, uh, you know, space to fill up your mind, but uh, right. but, but not your workday. So, so uh, how long did you live in San Francisco? So I was out there for a total of about seven years, working in Marin County and uh, living either in San, Fr San Francisco or in Marin and uh, selling homes. And um, I did well. And actually, I think part of it, I always say, was because I was from New York. Because, you know, just those little things, you know, as a New Yorker, for instance, I'll just tell you one thing. The, the newspaper used to come out on Saturdays, the Sunday paper, and then you might find listings in there of something that could fit your client. Well, people waited till Sunday morning, but you could get the paper on Saturday afternoon. <laughs> so it's just that little thing of being a little bit faster. And um, so I always attribute that to some of my success. Yeah, I, I mean, you know, no MLS back then or, or anything right. like that. And, and, you know, what, even when I first started practicing, I'm old enough to know, you know, I, you, know you needed to know where, where's the payphone, you know, right? Right, exactly, what, right. Call your client from court. So I, I, yeah, there were no cell phones back then, yep. Yeah, so, so I mean, you know, do, do you remember any of your early deals, some of the details of, uh, of, of those residents? Well, I can tell you, I remember my first deal. So the first deal was I, I sold a home for this. I had this listing for this older couple. They were going to retire and move up to Sonoma County. And all they wanted was a young couple to come and buy their home and take it over. So this agent in the office that I worked at, I worked at Lash Realty. And uh, she came with her offer. And she went on, she, she, so she presented it. And they asked her, you know, and who's going to use the home? And she went on to tell them how... This, uh, the, the man who was buying it was going to fix it up for his family and everything. Now, I knew that was not true. I knew that he was a flipper, that he was going to buy it and fix it up. I went back to the office, spoke to Mr. Lash, his name was Dick Lash, and said, I'm going to quit. I can't do this job. So what do you mean you're quitting? This is your first job. I said, yeah, but she lied. He said, well, she didn't exactly lie. She stretched the truth, but she lied. And I was just like horrified. Now, I was pretty naive. And, uh, but anyway, I actually didn't quit, but I figured a way to kill her deal. <laughs> and I did. <laughs> and I found, and I found a couple to buy their house. You know, I have really found that you don't have to lie at all in this business. You know, you don't have to stretch the truth. You can be really a hundred percent honest and hold your head up with some integrity and it can work. And that's what I did. And so I stuck it out. That's great. So, so how did you find your way back east? Um, well, actually, my family lived back here, right. you know, and I was just missing them, and that's why I decided to come back to New York. Yeah, my parents were here, and everybody else. Yeah. Gotcha. So, so did you have uh, any interim real estate positions between uh, there, there and, and Rockrose? No, I've actually been at Rockrose for thirty-eight years. Wow. So I came back here and I got a job with Rockrose. Um, working as a, a marketing manager for their residential division. That's how I got started here. 
done a lot of other things over the years. Yeah. So Patricia, for, for our listeners who aren't familiar with, with Rock Rose, can you give us an overview of the company, uh, you know, how, how it stands today and, and where your focus is? Okay. Well, um, you know, we're primarily residential developers, although we do have a pretty big office portfolio um, in Washington, D.C. And, and a few buildings here in Manhattan. Um, they started out, we did renovations of older buildings. Well, uh, one of the first buildings I worked on was the Archive Building, which is in uh, the West Village on Christopher Street. It's a whole city block. And we renovated that apart that building into 479 apartments and we have retail on the ground floor and that's the kind of things we did in the beginning and then eventually we started doing new construction and uh so i worked on those projects um i used to handle open up all the rental buildings you know, do the do the marketing and the management of those and then eventually i we did some industrial buildings we actually built a fedex facility on the west side and my job changed. I got into the retail, started to do the retail, so I got more into the commercial department. But I still do the acquisitions for residential development when we're out looking for new places to buy. And uh, so I've had a great career because I've gotten to do so many different things. It's been amazing. Right, you've seen it. So, so what what was the uh, the the turning point for you where where you were you know invited to to take on this larger responsibility? Around how, how long ago was that? Well, it, it kind of just really grew over the years, you know. I remember after I was doing all the residential, I'd been with them about 10 years. I remember one day I went and I got my resume done. And on the way back, Henry Algania said to me, I want to talk to you. And I was like, oh, my gosh, does he know I just went to a resume store? You know, not a resume store, but an office to have my resume done. Why does he want to talk to me? And then he said to me, you know, we're thinking, you know, let's, why don't we weren't, we didn't have any residential developments on the horizon. He said, why don't you take over the retail division? Because the man who was doing the retail was moving into, we were doing our first office building, Carnegie Hall Tower. And so that changed. And then the idea of doing the industrial kind of fell into my lap. And then eventually that, it just sort of just sort of morphed that way. And then I started to do the uh, residential acquisitions and the neighborhood building, like in Long Island City. And it just sort of morphed that way. So it's been really very fortunate for me. I've never felt a big need to leave because I've always been challenged. For sure. Yes. Yeah, so, so great that you're open to all these these new opportunities. Yeah. You don't know where those those risks are going to take you all within the umbrella of your company. Right. That's that's so great. Yeah. Uh, yeah. I mean, what do you think gives Rockrose you know, the advantage in, in a very crowded New York real estate marketplace? Well, I think one of the things is that we did go into new markets. You know, we uh, we were one of the second developers down in Battery Park City. Uh, like I said, we did those renovations all in the West Village. We were the, really the first developer in the meat market. We did a refrigeration warehouse at 95 Horatio Street, you know, so that was a whole different neighborhood in those days. Uh, then we went on to, uh, so we, we went into Chelsea after that, and then we took the, went over to Long Island City with uh, the waterfront there with the Pepsi-Cola site, those seven buildings over there, we started out with those. Um, I think we uh, we did about four or five of those. And um, then we went to Court Square in Long Island City and started developing that whole neighborhood. So it's always been about going to different neighborhoods and taking a risk on changing those neighborhoods through our developments. Yeah, I think that's the advantage we've had. So are you, are you continued with the growth in Queens now or do you see other markets? Uh... So, now we're, so I, we have one more building going up now in Queens, but we're now over in Brooklyn. We have one going up on DeKalb. Uh, right across from Brooklyn um, Hospital, and, and that's 700 odd units. 
big, big project there. And we just, it's just been announced, we just bought the St. Francis College site in Brooklyn Heights. And so I've been spending a lot of time walking over there. It's just a fantastic neighborhood. And that will be um, renovating one building and the rest of it will have to be tearing down and building new. Yeah, it's a really exciting project. Right, is, is that gonna be a, a market project or, or in partnership with the college? No, no, it used to be a market project, yeah. They've moved on, they moved, they, they, they relocated to another space about, I think about a year and a half ago, yeah. Right, right. So, so you, you've been in the industry so long, uh, you know, are you, are you feeling optimistic about the market now? Or do you have concerns? You know, well, there's concerns, you know, we have a concern because of um, the lack of support from Albany for a real estate program, that's a, that's a concern. I do think it'll come back in some form, you know, uh, we, we need housing. Uh, I think these uh, 80-20 projects that we've built, as well as many other developers, are a really great way to build housing for, for all, for market rate and affordable housing. I think it's a great model, and I'm hoping that that will continue. Yeah. Uh, Patricia, we were talking about uh, about Rock Rose, and, and I know that it, you know it's a family business, the Alganian family. Uh, who are the key partners in, in your company's growth uh, that have allowed you, know, you to, to grow the way you have? Well, I mean, Henry Elganyan and his son, Justin Elganyan, that's who I work with. You know, and we have we have some people that have been here, like myself, a long time. Richard Brancato's also been here like 35 years. And we have people, you know, down the line from there. We have we have a great team. Great. So so um, I was hoping you can share with us, you know, you, you shared with us the early days in San Francisco. Uh, and you told us some of the things you're working on, but you know, going back the the timeline of your career, is is there a particular success story that, that sticks out, or a deal accomplishment that you're most proud of? Well, I'll tell you, you know, the, the one that you and I worked on recently during the pandemic, I think, is a great success story of how we worked things out with Black Barn. You know, here we had a restaurant that had defaulted. You know, during the pandemic, you know, empty, nobody, you know, not being open. And we had a owner who was being very difficult. And we had an owner on our side who was being very difficult because it was a hard, it was a lot of stress during that period. Um, you know, for us and our company, we weren't getting rent from all of our retail tenants. And, you know, also the residential tenants were all moving out. So it was a high stress, stress time for both sides, for the restaurateur's side and for our side. And um, we managed to keep it together and um, back and forth, back and forth over many, many months, but we kept that restaurant alive. And you know, that restaurant is doing very, very well today. That's so great to hear, yeah. It, it I, really I, is, it, I mean, I just never thought it would happen. I thought so many times we talked about, you know, was showing it to other people. We thought about where he was gonna, maybe we, for a while we had it where he had a storage agreement with us. He was just storing his furniture, right. you know? That's how we hit the pause button on uh, on the panic was say let us look at it and right. you, you leave your things there and then we'll see how it really turns out. Oh, right, that's good. You know, it, it's it, it's tough for a litigator like me to really keep tabs on the business. It's so <laughs> to hear how well they're doing. No, and and when they no, it's really what's great about working with you and as working with Warren is too. When we you know when we worked with Warren before, is that you know everybody loses a little bit. But, you know, if you can make a deal and everybody just loses a little bit, it's a great deal. You know, we have to all give in a little bit. And that's how it was with them. But we were dealing with some, you know, big, hot, hot egos at that time. That wasn't easy to deal with. 
Right. Well, there's no doubt the real estate industry uh, took it on the chin, but uh, right. it's, it's good that we're, we're all, you know, back to normal, so to speak. Yeah. Um, so, you know, our, our listeners of the podcast, there are clients of the firm, lawyers, people who rely on lawyers in their day-to-day operations of their business. So, um, you know, what, what are the kinds of qualities that you, you seek in an attorney, you know, that, um, you know that, that help you advance your business interests? Well, I, you know, it, it, I guess, okay, so part of it is thinking like a business person. You know, I used to always say this about Warren. When I would come over to the office to meet with him when we to work on things, I honestly used to think I could see the gears in his brain going because he would sit there, <laughs> see his brain. If you had, a, you know, if you could get inside of it, you would see it turning around and around. And, uh, and that's, for me, that's what a great attorney does. They're looking at it also from the business side of it. And then, and then there's the legal side. And how can we make these two things work together? Because we, we can't operate without the attorneys, you know, in all aspects of our business, whether it's the leases, um, whether it's the L&T, when we, when we do have problems, whether it's access agreements, when you're building and you have access agreements with the other neighbors, there's just so many aspects um, you know, of, of, uh, of law that comes into our business. We can't really work without great lawyers. And, um, and we're really blessed to be here in New York with great lawyers. <laughs> well, that, that, that feels great coming from a client like you. So, so, you know, it, you know, you've done the moth now, now you've done it a podcast. You know, how, do you, how do you feel about podcasts? Do you, do you listen to them uh, in your free time? Podcast? Yeah, I do. I have a, I have a friend, he's an attorney. He's, and he's in the cannabis business. He's actually my step-son-in-law. And he has a podcast. It's all about updates on the cannabis business for other attorneys and everybody across the country. So I listen to his. He does a very good job. Yeah. Yeah. So, so uh, is, this, is this the first podcast that you've been a guest on? Oh, yes. This is my first one. Yes. Yeah. So, so who do you think that you would like this podcast to reach? You know, uh, you know. Hopefully, both of our interests could be uh, advanced by doing this. Who, who, who's good to, to blast this out into Rock Rose's sphere? Um, I'll have to give that a little bit of thought, but I mean, I would say that. I mean, do we want of our adversaries to know that a good lawyer is um, <laughs> is what they need? I'm not sure. We have to think about that. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, uh, you know, just thinking about whether Rock Rose is, is looking for financing partners, construction partners, uh, JV partners, some, you know, things along these lines. Right. Yeah. Well, I mean, we don't have it. We don't really work with any partners at this point. We, we certainly think about it, but uh, we, we haven't pulled the trigger on that. But we do have, uh, you know, obviously we have lenders. And, yes, of course. So, uh, well, for anybody out there who is interested in Rock Rose and, and what they what you do for them, uh, can they reach out to me uh, for an introduction, or do you want to? Yeah, get that? absolutely. Yeah, your, for sure. Your contact information. Okay. Well, so my, my contact information just for for the listeners is uh, is two one two eight six seven six thousand extension four zero five, or you could reach me at a lindenbaum at at rosenberg and estes dot com. Uh, that information should be in the in the notes below. Uh, as well for you to uh, catch up with me on uh, on LinkedIn or, or through our firm website. I'd be more than happy to connect you to, to Patricia if uh, you see a potential uh, synergy with, with her and, and Rock Rose. Um, we encourage uh, you to ask questions and, and uh, share your own similar, similar stories that might have been sparked by uh, this discussion. 
and uh, we hope that uh, that Rosenberg and Estes can can represent you in your litigation, transaction, administrative law fields uh, related to real estate to improve your business and uh, achieve your uh, your objectives. So Great. please reach out. And uh, Patricia, please say hello to everybody in the office for, for me. All right, thanks a lot, Adam. Stay well. Okay, bye. It was a lot of fun. Thank you. I really Take appreciate care. you coming on. All right, bye-bye.